God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And Leonore's with us today. Hello, Leonore. Hello, Scott. So, uh, you know, um, whoa, there's a lot of noise going on. Where's that noise coming <laughs> from? Where, you're you're just where, pushing buttons and making noise all I over the place. I don't know where all the noise is coming from. But um, I will say... Uh, there, there's a. Um, when is that uh, Elise Stefanik thing coming out? Because you know, when is that? Bo- oh, that's the twelfth. Is it? That's May twelfth. Yeah, I'm that's gonna what check. It is. May twelfth. I think that's actually going to be a very important tea leaf. I think it's going to be a very important and telling development. I, I think that the Republican Party has basically had enough of of Liz Cheney. You know, running off at the mouth acting like she's some sort of leader when she's not. And, you know, she was trying to play these bully tactics against Matt Gates once upon a time. Oh, yes, I remember that. Talking about around. his cosmetics or something. Yeah, you know, uh, take, your, take your BS, take your old school rhino politics and just take them back to Wyoming, right? We don't need you in Washington. We don't want you in Washington. You were never duly elected. You were a Cheney in a rigged system out in Wyoming. Wyomings don't like people like Liz Cheney. No matter how much she tries to put on the denim outfit and strut around like she's some sort of a cowboy, when she's not, she's faking it. Just like Bush faked it with his lumberjack uh, at, you know, uh, <laughs> personification. Yeah. I'm going to go and chop some wood. Yeah. yeah, no, you're not. You're going back to Yale and you're going to go up to, what is it, uh, the house in Maine? You know, with yeah. your daddy, uh, and uh, look at the pictures of Prescott Bush and how the New World Order was seed was planted. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. These skull and bone Yale Ivy League uh, secret society rhinos. Well, they have, also have uh, them on the left too. Been lying. <laughs> to, you know, I'll say one thing about the left is that at least they're uh, being honest. 
You know, they got Ocasio-Cortez out there saying, I'm stupid. Just look at me. I mean, I believe in abolishing ICE and and uh, the world's going to come to an end in eight yeah. years. That I can deal with. I can handle that. I can, I can win that argument. But when you get someone like selling snake oil in River City, like a music man, you know, you got trouble. You got trouble with a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for pool. Okay, very good, Scott Adams. We know that's one of your favorite musicals. <laughs> so that's what that's about. Yeah. You know, the snake oil salesman, he looks great, has the good briefcase, yeah. rolls it all out. You end up buying a couple of bottles of yeah. the, the magic potion. Well, that's what's going on. But right now, Trump is really starting to make, you know, uh, headway. I, I really see it. I, I feel it. And what I'm feeling is I'm feeling Donald Trump gaining some momentum uh, because you know he had to kind of he had to kind of go off, hit the reset button, figure out what his next move was going to be. He doesn't have the apparatus of the government. He has to figure out what the moves are on the other side. He has to let things develop, see how things lay out. You know what's Mike Lindell going to do? What's What's, uh, you know, um, what's uh, General Flynn's going to do with his book? You know, mm-hmm. what is Kelly, uh, Kelly, um, Kelly Ward? No. No, which, uh, I'm Kelly, not a big Kelly, Kellyanne Conway? Kellyanne Conway. What is she going to say in her book? Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Kelly Ward fan. I'm getting that feeling based on some of the comments you made earlier this week. Well, she's posting stuff that's creating doubt. Today she just retweeted something from Ronald McDaniel, and uh, it seems like her go-to um, sourcing is Rhino City. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of like establishment Republican. I think she is a sort of like a you know a disguised version of Cindy McCain. Yeah, you know she's an Arizonian, and we'll see what happens. But I I don't feel too comfortable with Kelly Ward as my spokesperson. Oh, look at Kelly, you know. I kind of saw the same thing with with a lot of other folks. Let's just put it that way. Where we thought that they were Trump supporters when they weren't really. Right. When they were we thought that they were dispelling truth and it turned out to be a bunch of a pack of lies. When when we were told and given promises of things that were Destined to happen, but never did. And I just think that this Arizona thing is going to be a disappointment. And it's not because the fraud isn't there. I believe the fraud is there. But as soon as I saw that machine lose chain of custody, those hard drives that were circled, as soon as I saw... See, my favorite phrase is chain of custody. It's chain of custody. That's all it is. That's all it ever will be. That's the problem with ballot harvesting. That's the problem with voter ID. That's the problem with mail-in voting. You always can play up or you can, you can actually um, you know, get around the chain mm-hmm. of custody linkage. Yeah. The only time you never have chain of custody is when you show up to vote on voting day when you don't know what the score is. You know, hey, what's the score? 
Don't know. They haven't posted the score. But as soon as you post the score, it's like, hey, we need to get a couple of guards and and uh, whatever, you know, like if it's basketball, right? Yeah. You know, um, forwards and guards and all this. I was a wrestler. We used to always take the basketball. They used to compete with us. Yeah. They got the cheerleaders. We got the gymnasts in school. Okay. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, they uh, – you should know the score, right? Of course you, you should know the score. I, I don't think you shouldn't. I know. I think you should not. Oh, you shouldn't know this. All right, you're, you're in elections. Oh, you mean yeah? Well, you shouldn't know it ahead no, of be, time. Ahead of time, because you, that's that's when it just sort of uh, makes you want to rig it. Of you course, know? it's like oh, we need more of this. We need more of that. Well, of course, you we know? shouldn't know. We the need score more votes coming out of that county. We need more of that to win this district. You yeah. know that that shouldn't be. You know, I don't like that. And that's why they try to say, you know, well, you're not allowed to report the results of the election until. But that's not what happened in the in the 2020 election. In the 2020 election, they called Virginia within 30 seconds of the of the gate closing. I recall we were, we had just started watching. We talking it. with my brother. Yeah, we were just watching. And it he and said Virginia won. I said I live in Virginia. What are you talking about? The, the, yeah. It just, <laughs> how did they win already? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was 7 o'clock or something. Yeah, and, you know, Virginia closes at 8. I mean... Or, yeah, well, it was whatever it was. It was something like that, or I thought it closed It at was eight. right, on the, right, right on the hour. They didn't have time to, they didn't have time to even count it. I mean, how, yeah. how could they know already? It was absolutely <sighs> insane. Yeah. That, and then they did the same thing with Arizona, which impacted Nevada. So, no, the and, and that's why Fox News right now will never recover fully for... The damage that they for did for calling things too early. Yes, it was Fox News. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, like friends like that, who needs enemies? You know, they're getting on Paul Ryan right now because Paul Ryan really didn't come to Liz Cheney's aid. And uh, the people on the left are like, "And Paul Ryan's just going to go back to the board on Fox News." Well, he is on the board of Fox News, mm-hmm. just like. Um, um, the pollster guy, Frank Luntz, the dunce, is <laughs> is uh, was a contributing editor to right. Fox News. Right. Fox was in bed with a whole bunch of rhinos that were basically selling you on this idea of patriotism. And and there were people that hated Trump and then loved Trump. You know, there was a, a whole host of things going on. People that you would least expect. I mean, I would even dare say Someone like Jack Posobiec, who I follow and I like, and, you know, was uh, defending a guy like the Hellbilly Elegy yeah. guy. What's his name? J.D. About Vance. J.D. Vance, right? So we know J.D. Vance. He's a nice guy. I've communicated yeah. with him. Yeah. And he's I a nice guy. Because I coordinated him for an event. I think we were at an event where he spoke. We were definitely at an event where he spoke. Yeah. And so, you know, he's not a bad guy, trust me. But he comes off during the Trump years... As being, um, you know, somebody that's pragmatic and, you know, understands why Trump is success and, and why Trump is needed at this time. But there was a time when he wanted to, he said, I support Mullen, uh, McMullen or whatever the guy's name was that Mitt Romney was putting out. Yeah. I could never support Trump. Trump is the worst thing that's mm-hmm. ever going to happen to our yeah. party. Yeah. He said all that in 2016. Then all of a sudden, you know, he changes his stripes. And Frank Luntz, you know, would try to placate. 
it'd be on like so so that you know at some point you just sort of are saying things that are appealing to the audience that you're speaking to and i just don't like that that's the beautiful thing about primaries is you know if you're going to try to win the the liberal primary and you have to beat ocasio cortez you're going to have to pull yourself far to the left if she's the front runner right and somehow you're going to have to figure out how to then unravel, untangle that web in the general election when they're looking for more of a centrist. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of that going on, right? Um, but what we have on the 12th is, I think, a big, huge roasting ousting of Liz Cheney. And if that happens and Elise Stefanik gets the role as the the conservative leader in the House. I think what you're going to see and what you're going to have is you're going to have another coattail exercise or another evidentiary event Mm -hmm. that says Trump's coattails are alive and well. And I think one of the tea leaves to that and one of the signals to that was what happened in Texas last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Texas last week, there was a special election in a couple of different counties Mm -hmm. where there was a political um, opponents that were conservatives going at it with each other. And uh, Adam Kinzinger's guy got 3% of the vote. And Trump's guy got 20% more than Trump's percentage. Not numbers, because the general election is going to have bigger numbers. But... Percentage-wise, the Trump guy did way better than even the percentage points in the general election. It just indicated to me that people really do love Donald Trump, that the, the fix was in, the election was rigged. We know that because of the Oscar numbers. We know that because of the State of the Union numbers. The Nielsen ratings aren't lying to us. And you could say, well, hey, COVID, you know, no one's showing up for the Oscars. No one's going to show up for the State of the Union address. That's not true. Because if that was true and people are staying home and they're going to watch the State of the Union, they would have stayed home and watched the State of the Union if they were locked in. Just like they stayed home and they voted by mail. No, you can't have it both ways. People only watch something if they think they're going to hear something of value or of entertainment. And first of all, you know, nobody is really watching Biden. They, they're unless they're looking to see him trip himself up. The Oscars, a lot there was no interest in it because many people hadn't even seen the movies. And then, of course, all the other things that people used to do to enjoy the Oscars, like look at the dresses, etc. People weren't going anywhere. All these lockdowns, there's no gallows to go to, although they're starting again. All those fun things people used to watch them for, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Because society has changed. Right. But what I'm trying to untangle, and I'm trying to explain as best I can, because I wrestle with this same question. I'm wrestling with the same question. And as I'm telling you what I'm telling you, I'm actually not figuring it out. I mean, I have this conclusion, but um, but I'm trying to figure out the best way to, to spell it out, which is to say that, um, you know, like I was wrestling with the idea that, okay, w- w- I know that the election was fixed, but, 
okay, why the big numbers and how do they do that, Mm -hmm. right? Did people really just, are people that lazy that if you hand deliver their ballot and, you know, Instacart it in and export it out, you know, somehow or have somebody pick it up for you, like Mm -hmm. deliveries, door-to-door service, um, is that going to change the numbers that much? And I say no. I don't think the Democrats had the manpower and the ground game to do that. Yeah. So let's strike that out. Do you really think that these people that never voted before are going to be that motivated to go online and say, instead of looking for, you know, um, MTV or, you know, whatever it is that I'm looking for, uh, you know, um, on on my Internet, you know, my social media, my TikTok, my my whatever, Snapchat, whatever. All that is TikTok, right? Snapchat, Instagram. It gets a little confusing. No, but it's like, oh, I'm going to take a moment to actually register to vote online and pull out my ID and go into my purse and do whatever. No, they're not doing that either. They're not stopping what they're doing to register to vote. I, I, I really believe that the registration to vote push that was unprecedented was just a tool used by Teams, maybe teams hired by Facebook. And that's why this these new laws that are pa- being passed state by state by state in conservative states, particularly Florida, and we're going to go over Florida today, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to go over the new Florida law. It's Absolutely. almost unprecedented. It was Kansas that really came out with the best uh, law this week until Florida. So one of the things that's going to happen with these laws. And one of the most important factors is private campaign donations. And it's not just the $400 million that Facebook presented to the party, but it's also, I think, the in-kind donations that the political uh, Democrats were getting. You know, I was uh, just in the hospital yesterday to get some tests, right? Mm -hmm. Check up and stuff. And I found myself in this wonderful little town called, was it Shirleyville? Shirlington. Shirlington. It's, okay. it's an Arlington neighborhood. That's right. And, and it was nice. I was the first time I'd ever been there. Shirlington? Shirlington. Yeah. I, I keep wanting to say Shirleyville, but it's Shirlington. <laughs> okay. Really cool town. Beautiful little town. They had a sushi place. They had a, a French place. They had an Italian place. They had a Mexican they had a place. Mexican I've place. I've been to the Mexican place. Yeah. And I mean, I had never been there before. And so um, I'm there and I'm loving it. And I'm walking through this town. It was really sunny, a little chilly. But I'm like, this is a really lovely town. Mm -hmm. Love this town. And then I find my way walking up to the theater. Oh, and there's the public library. And I look up. Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter posted all over the windows in the second floor. Yeah. And I took a picture of it. I was going to actually post it on Facebook, but I didn't. Yeah, we're getting tired of posting pictures of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but no, I was, gonna, I was trying to make the The point that I'm making right, right yeah, now yeah. is the point that I wanted, but I was, I was like, that's going to take too long um, to do. <laughs> it's easier to talk about it. But the idea was... I'm like, okay, so the first thing that ran through my head was the owner of Black Lives Matter is like this Marxist woman that's rich as, richer than Midas buying $4 million homes this year. 
And for what? Because they were having their posse break windows, burn buildings, and, and attack police in cities run by liberal mayors? And that was somehow a way to drum up um, donations? It's a career To now. act blue? And that's exactly what happened. You go to blacklivesmatter.com, and next thing you know, you got this thing, Act Blue, to donate to Joe Biden. And Antifa, we know, went to Joe Biden. Well, rioting is now a career option. Being a, a rioter, good, being a professional protester yeah. is a career option. Or, or an actor that wants to pose as a rioter. Right, like the guy who got dressed up for the um, yeah. on January 6th, the one with the amp. Yeah, but they blame Trump for that. Yeah, I know. They blame <laughs> yeah. Trump for that paid actor. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, get the, that. The paid actor. And, and still, Ashley Babbitt is still dead. Right. Uh, she didn't make it alive yet. And the killer was a Capitol Hill police officer. We know he's a black guy because his hand was on the gun. We know he was wearing a, tuck, a dress suit because he had a cufflink. And he didn't warn Ashley Babbitt. That's a news, that's not an old story. That's a brand new story. Yeah. They're talking about the idea that they now have proof, the lawyer for the Babbitts. And I saw an interview with her husband. Yeah. Mr. Babbitt, right? I don't know his first name. But young guy with a beard, you mm-hmm. know. Completely broken up. His life is, of course, his distra- life is upended. He lost his lo- the love his of wife. his life. He lost his wife. I mean, you know, people and don't realize, you know, what happens when these things. Washington uh, take doesn't place. care about him. Yeah, well, no, and but but the, they're selective. Nancy Pelosi the, doesn't care about the, him. The the, the, um, the grief and the empathy is selectively doled out, and that's yeah, the, that's and that's the major problem. And, and 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 my comment always about when I see a Black Lives Matter uh, placard somewhere, and you see them all over DC, like the motion. You picture, mean a placard? Yeah, a placard. Okay. You you see the um you see the displays all over DC, like the Motion Picture Association of America has um, headquarters in DC. The association. And when you go past that association, you see Black Lives Matter everywhere. And the way I kind of look at it is putting up the Black Lives Matter signage is your way of throwing blood on the door, to like in Passover, to protect yourself from, you know, the, the people that are going to smite and, st- and murder your oldest son. That's what it comes down to. It is it is a symbolic protection of your enterprise by saying i support black lives matter they're going to leave you alone they're not going to trash your business and that and and it's unfortunate that there are people that are doing it deliberately for that reason to protect themselves you know i want to start a store and i you know like if you came out of mars say you just came out of mars you landed on planet earth yeah and you'd say oh black lives matter well naturally all lives matter but That must be like a vanity plate. Yeah. Like, that must be from a black person that thinks, you know, hey, they're proud of being black and black lives matter. Well, I'm a Native American. So maybe I get a Native American. Maybe I'm from Mars, right? I'm a Martian. Martian lives matter. You're Armenian and Italian. Right. You could even get a fancy sticker with two. Yeah. Armenian and Italian lives matter. Right? Yeah. And I can get one that says Native American Indians matter. Although, you know, Columbus Day, you know what they did now? Indigenous. Well, they, well, they did was they said, we, we can't call it Columbus Day because Columbus was a racist. Let's call it Indigenous People Day. Then they realized, they said, wait a moment, you know, you, you can't ignore the Italian Americans. So now it's Indigenous People and Italian American Days. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So, so you and Native I, American, we right? share a day now. I'm a Native American. The last holiday I should be supporting right now 
is Thanksgiving. But you love Thanksgiving. <laughs> of course. I eat and your dad loves Thanksgiving. I love my gravy and stuffing. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I have no problem with it, you know? I understand that maybe the settlers, you know, ruined our lives and, and they raped Pocahontas. Right. <laughs> let's go. Let's call it what it really, really was, was. Right. Yeah. It was child rape. Um, but you know, the idea is is that I, I love my history. I hate the fact that the Washington Redskins took the helmet, took the face off the helmet. I hate that. You know how many billions of dollars we lose every decade as a result of NFL and. This wokeness, this cancel culture, yeah. because the Florida State Seminoles no longer allow a spear to be shot down on the 50 yard line or the Redskins got their helmets erased from the, you know, or their jerseys. They're not allowed to say Redskins anymore. Right. So they're a Washington football team. So mm-hmm. what? It's so stupid. And for what? For the next 20 years, at least the Redskins could have kept that brand on their jerseys, every time someone spent $120 on one of those fancy jerseys, it would have had a red skin on there. Hey, what's that on your red skin? Yeah. What's that on your um, jersey? That's a, that's a Native American Indian red skin face there, buddy. Yeah. Kick your butt, right? That's a great thing, thing for us, right? Yeah. That's a great PR move for us. That's worth, over the next 20 years, Billions of dollars. We're talking about the Atlanta Braves. We're talking about the Florida State Seminoles. We're talking about the Cleveland Indians. We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. We're talking about the Golden State Warriors. I could go on and on. And when they start to cancel it, you know, my father was a Native American Indian chief. If you were to ask him, hey, what was one of the, what's one of the most difficult things? He said, keeping our heritage alive to where people don't forget us. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of money. Yeah. And and rewriting uh, the history books, yeah, uh, making sure that the history of the Native American Indians is told accurately, because Pocahontas wasn't. No, but you, <laughs> you know, know the what? cartoon. But you know what the thing about but it that's is, a cartoon, and they have liberty. But the right. thing about with the cartoons and the characters that were in films and in television shows like Tonto and all that, even if it was inaccurate, and even if it was subservient or however yeah. you want to put it it got the culture out there Absolutely. people knew it and i've told the story a billion times i love the cartoon when i was seven years old uh, for a summer local town summer camp i dre- i was an indian my grandmother yeah. made me an indian costume and i had long braids and i won a trophy but you know they gave me funniest costume and again this was a long long time Leonardo, ago the squaw of the show yes uh and i was you know, I was happy to win a trophy, but even as a little girl, I thought calling. I said Indians aren't funny. I th- I didn't think it was right. I thought I should have gotten okay. prettiest costume. But my point was, it was that was before the political correctness. But people thought, you know, it, yeah, but I think of people like Harry Reid. You yeah, know, some dude, libtard that is worried about my feelings. Yeah, and what he's really doing is destroying my heritage. Exactly, he's erasing you. Yeah, but he's acting, he's smiling to my face and saying, tapping me on the head and saying, now, now, son, it's all going to be okay. I'm going to, I mean, get out of my face. I don't need you to help me. Well, like with Armenians, the one... You know, the government ruins everything. Well, when my mother was growing up, uh, you know, she said, uh, people didn't know what an Armenian was. Now, there was this expression, you're acting like a starving Armenian. And people knew that expression 
because there were some Armenians that experienced great poverty. And the Armenians were killed in the, fir- in the First World War before the Holocaust in the mm-hmm. Second World. Now everybody knows who the Armenians are. Largely they know who the Armenians are because of people like the Kardashians, people with money and visibility. Right. And, and that has helped. Yeah, so, you know, you don't necessarily, th- you know, you didn't dream it up and say, I would like to have the big butt Kardashian, you know, right. uh, represent me. But, but the point like, is but no, people but, suddenly became yeah. more aware. They, I mean, they were already. Uh, remember we had your mother on the show? We had my mother on the show. And she, it was the funniest thing. She says, thank God for the Kardashians. And she went on and said something about how each girl was wearing uh, a dress that was that represented the Armenian flag. And Kim had something on. Chloe had something on. Courtney had something on. And, you know, and she talked about the symbolism. Although she kept calling Kanye West Tanya. I thought that was yeah, funny. Yeah, Tanya West. <laughs> and Kim and Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the funny part. Yeah. Yeah. But she... um. Your mom was an actress, and she she acted uh, with um, Strasberg at the. St- she uh, studied at the at the at the actor studio. Actor yeah. studio, and Marilyn Monroe was in her class. Yes, and Jane Fonda, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. But 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 the point is, cultural references, even if they may seem like they're pejorative, they're still important because they're showing our distinct our our, our differences, and uh, you know, and how we are all part of a greater whole. But it's our differences that make us unique. And yeah. we're all, like in America, we're supposed to be a melting pot. So we melt together, but we all have different, you know, components. And, and that's what makes it so wonderful to suddenly, you know, globalize everything and, and strip people's identities. That's not the right path to be taken. The funniest thing your mom ever said, though, about uh, our show. Was. Uh, and it wasn't even on, about our show, really. Um, but we were talking politics. And uh, she was born in Aleppo, Syria. Oh, yes. This was funny. <clears throat> and so, what was the guy's name? Gary, Gary Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Johnson, <laughs> the, the uh, third-party candidate. And Gary Johnson's on MSNBC, right? And uh, so the guy from MSNBC, Morning Bar- Joe or Mike something Barnacle like that, says to says, him. Go ahead. He says, so what are you going to do about Aleppo? And Gary Johnson says, "What's Aleppo?" And they're like, they, 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 they're all the whole bunch of them uh, almost fell on the floor. You're and like, he goes, you "Are you know kidding? What, you don't know what an Aleppo?" He goes, is? "No, what's Aleppo? What's an Aleppo? No, well, what's well, an Aleppo? What's an Aleppo?" And yeah. then it, it happened a couple times, and they, they yeah. couldn't believe it. You know, the, the situation in Syria. What are you going to do? And there, all right, so then I mentioned this story to my mother, and she goes, "Yeah, did you hear about you know the whole thing with Gary Johnson? Yeah, something international." I said, "No, Ma. Why? He was doing an interview, and he was asked what he was, what is he going to do about Aleppo, meaning the situation in Syria." And he said, "What's Aleppo?" And my mother said something like, like well, "Without why even d- a blink, without even without even blinking, or you know, without even missing a beat." I'd rather say because it was over the phone. Yeah. She said, "She goes, uh, well, why didn't he just pretend he didn't have his earpiece in properly?" <laughs> I mean, like, and then he couldn't hear the question. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. It was her timing too. It was like yeah. she was like, "Duh," <laughs> you know, that's like just one on one. What you do? Yeah, I can't hear you. Well, that's why talk show hosts, when you have those groups, you know, when they go into the audience, Uh the reason why they repeat the question is it gives them time to formulate their response. Right, right. That's it. So getting back to the least Stefanik, because we went on these little tangents about Black Lives Matter and stuff. And, you know, it's this wokeness and all this stuff that's going on in the Democrat Party. People are hating it. People are tuning out. People are tuning out of the Oscars for that reason. They're tuning out of the State of the Union address, and there's no way that 
Biden got 81 million votes. And what I'm saying is, is this election fraud, if we can get on top of that, and we're going to be covering Florida here in a second, but the and we're going to keep our eye on the Arizona audit, and I'm still hopeful, but, you know, I'm just going to reserve myself um, on that. But what I will say is that on the 12th, they're going to, I think, oust. They're going to demote Liz Cheney. It could happen as early as the 12th. It's not definitively the 12th. Okay. And then Elise Stefanik, you know, who is a rock star defending Trump throughout all those different hoaxes. uh, I thought did great work and deserves uh, stardom. And she's a woman and she's from, I think, New York. She's in New York. And... um, and she's really smart. I just love when she speaks, and I love listening to her talk. And um, I think she's going to be a great ambassador, great representative of the leadership role. And the, and that's going to make, you know, and, and I think that the reason why that's going to happen is because of the things that were happening with Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy, who I said yesterday or the day before, probably had the worst week of his career, <laughs> you know, because this thing that's happening with Frank Luntz is career ending for him. Yeah. So, Frank Luntz is dunce. He's dead. You know, he's dead as disco. And Kevin McCarthy, I, I think, is associated with that and wants to distance himself right, from it. Right, sure. And is starting to see, you know, with the results of the of uh, elections in Texas and basically everything we've been talking about, and we talk about these things for a reason, um, is uh, that uh, these are things that are spelling that Trump's coattails and Trump's supporters aren't wavering we are not wavering just like when we developed uh, magapack.org buglecall.org what is our slogan yeah. our slogan is America first we're advancing America first policies that will make America great again it's a very simple concept supporting America first policies that will make America great again now, we're a 501c3. We're not allowed to actually endorse a candidate. We're not, by law, um, through those organizations we can't, but through this show I can. Um, and and so what I'm saying is, is that um, it's as simple as that. And Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, and th- these people really don't support the right things they and sometimes they say they do like paul ryan said he supported a wall he said he repeat he supported repeal and replace but he really didn't he was lying to us he was talking out of both sides of his mouth just like when he lied about his marathon score <laughs> time remember yeah, that i have a problem with that you yeah. know because i take those things very seriously yeah. well anybody would lie about their time you know to press a, you know a running magazine is just not you know great a great person, and that was what that's what blew it for me. And that was when he was a vice presidential on the vice presidential ticket with John McCain. But it's shame no, on not, Cindy. not John McCain, Mitt Romney. Right, Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah. John, John McCain was on the, Sarah the Palin. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm you got new years mixed up. I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and I'm still recovering. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Give me some slack. Um, but these are things that really aren't that important anymore. We've moved a long way as a party. But the next thing to, to, to drop, and the reason why I think that the least Stefanik thing is important, is because that's going to show whether or not Trump's uh, 
strength is strong, right? That's going to show whether or not he, I know he's strong, but what, what, is he organized? Is he organized in a way to where from the outside in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago, is he organized enough? Does he have enough clout, especially now without Facebook and without Twitter? Is he going to be organized enough to actually scare the bejesus out of Mitch McConnell? Yeah. Who has been talking some trash, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and even Kevin McCarthy not really paying true justice to Donald Trump's greatness and, you know, aligning himself with all the wrong people. And with a lot of people like Kelly Ward embracing Ronald McDaniel, you know, out in Arizona. Things like that it just don't sit well with me because I've, I've been down this road before. And I know the friends you keep, you know, kind of dispel who you are as a, as a politician, you know, in Washington. And um, the next big obstacles and hurdles for us to, 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 to fight is I think we got D.C. beat. D.C. is not going to become a state because Joe Manchin already said he's not going to do that. Right. Yeah. So they need, you know, they're fifty fifty, <clears throat> and uh, they they have a deciding vote with with Kamala. 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 You have um, to say it right, Kamala. Yeah, but they have that decider. So if Mansion goes, then they're done. You know, they they just got to lose one vote. So Mansion's going to have a lot of pressure on him. But the idea is that we have to stick to stay strong and sit together. D.C. can't be a state. Puerto Rico can't be a state. And uh, Samoa can't be a state. Yeah. And so long as we get that done, we are going to be strong in the department of uh, the Senate being a blockade. That's number one. A blockade to what? A blockade to maybe ending the filibuster, a blockade to um, packing the Supreme Court, obviously, yeah, is the one. Obviously, yeah. And they can't block the... They, they won't get the votes to block the Supreme Court unless they can start flipping these provinces as states. You know, Puerto Rico, uh, Samoa, and D.C. If they could get six Senate seats, then they could end the filibuster and then get a 51 majority uh, with Kamala's help and, uh, and basically pack the court. And that would end our Constitution as we know it, right? I mean, that's what's at stake, Yeah. right? So, you know, say goodbye to your guns, say goodbye to your free speech, say goodbye to your search and seizure protections of the Fourth Amendment, say goodbye to a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so game over. So we, we really have to keep our eye on the ball. But the next big hurdles for Trump to test his wherewithal and prove his mettle is going to be this Elise Stefanik. So the, what I'm trying to say to you is there's more to that, in my opinion, there's more to it than meets the eye. It's not just who's going to lead that conservative caucus. It's, going, it's more than that. It's going to be a show of strength, and, and it's going to cr- help build an alliance that suggests that Donald Trump can actually legislate from Mar-a-Lago or at least push through a movement to block or advance a bill. 
uh, depending on where that bill's coming from. If it's coming from Nancy, block it. If it's coming from Elise Stefanik or Kevin McCarthy uh, and he's doing, got a good bill, support it. But the idea is the next shoes to drop are going to be not just the statehood and all these other things, but election integrity. H.R. 1, for example, mm-hmm. right, which I think has already been passed, but the Senate's got to deal with it. Um, but you've got election integrity, and all these state laws are going to be coming under pressure. And that's the other thing that's interesting about these state laws in different states, Texas, Kansas, Louisiana, Florida. All these states are passing these laws that are restri- creating new restrictions. Because as you start to have record numbers of people coming in with record low numbers leaving, you have to say we're getting more illegal migrants in our country than ever before. So that plus the fact that we don't have a citizenship question on the census, and that plus uh, then you have illegals at record numbers vying for amnesty and then voter ID, uh, which turns into ballots, which you know I've explained. Yeah, and then, and then you get that. You get the um, you get you get the illegals. You get the uh, voter ID. You you need voter. Oh, you get the uh, citizenship question on the census, and then you know that that's a breeding ground for disaster. So with these states pushing these laws and saying no ballot harvesting, um, no private funding. Uh, which is what Zuckerberg was guilty of, uh, voter ID requirements, you know, you're going to need some check and balance. You're going to need a chain of custody. And so all of those things are going to be put into place in these Republican states. Florida is a great, uh, great one. Arizona needs to follow suit. Louisiana needs to protect itself because it's under attack from the left, uh, just like Georgia was. Georgia needs to do some things. And we could right the wrongs of the 2020 election. But those state decisions are going to come under um, enormous challenge from the courts. You'll watch. You'll see the courts all of a sudden get strong again, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) When it comes to the opposite, because they're liberal. But we're going to challenge those things all the way to the Supreme Court. And again, the Supreme Court's got to stay nine. And if it stays nine, we're going to be safe and we're going to be good. Nine is a good number. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg made that comment. Right. But, I mean, that's what's at stake. And that's why all these things we're talking about are really, really important. Um, So Florida came out with their new... um, Man, DeSantis, is he a rock star or what? He is a rock star. Yeah. He's totally a rock star. Yeah, no, so they came out with their new their new um, legislation, and I'll just give the high points here. So Florida, in terms of how they're leading on election integrity and transparency, they're enforcing voter ID. They're banning ballot harvesting. They're prohibiting mass mailing of ballots. They're increasing, well, they're increasing election transparency. That's, uh, we've already said that. They're prohibiting private money from running elections. And, and, and you know, when, and in their talking points and in their literature, they reference uh, Facebook and other entities um, as examples of places that are using private money to uh, finance elections. 
Good. Yeah, so it's it's a start. It's a start, and that's why all eyes are on the Sunshine State because they're doing a lot of things right. Right. Well, this guy, Philip Klein, says, Mark Zuckerberg paid election judges, purchased drop boxes, and purchased the machines. He also paid the local officials who boarded up the windows to to the counting rooms. Florida is smart to tighten up its voting laws before more of Zuckerberg's money can be used for manipulation. And this guy, Tim Swain, who's Swain for Senate, uh, really great source of information with regard to these, um, these new state laws. Banning private money is the most important election reform that needs to happen before 2022. And I believe this guy is right on that. Breaking 9-11 wrote, Justin, new report finds that China's greenhouse gas emissions exceed those of all developed countries combined. And you know what the response was? What? That means we need to do more to lower the emissions. Yeah. No, that's not what it means. But that's exactly what the globalists had well, said. Well, they'll tell you, yeah. No, no, we need to tell China to close 600 uh, of their coal fire plants, which right. is what's um, uh, on the agenda. They're going to be forced to be doing that. Um, Disclose TV wrote, Justin, uh, Twitter suspends, no big surprise here, Twitter suspends communications director of Elise Stefanik. Oh. Go figure. Well, the communications surprise, director of Elise surprise. Stefanik, <laughs> who is poised to replace Liz Cheney and become the new House GOP conference chair. Wow. When are we going to do something about Section 230? Well, the thing is, you, have an, you and I have had this conversation for years. These entities want to have it both ways. They want to be treated like a utility and enjoy all the advantages of being a utility. But then they want to say, okay, when they want to make their own, their own uh, biases and implement them, they say, oh, we're a private business. We can do whatever we want. You can't have it both ways. If you're, if you're the um, modern-day equivalent of the phone company, Unless somebody is uh, using your your uh, platform to commit a crime, you, you you can't have it both ways. So yeah, I you know I think that's I think that's what you know the issue basically comes down to. You know what you know what pleased me when I was going through my Twitter feed today. Yeah, I see what you're looking at, Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. You know when I saw that picture, I said I know it's been a long time since Tommy, but I'm like I, I loved I loved what he said. He looks though. great. He looks great, but you know he doesn't. Now, how old has he got to be? Oh my he, god, I think he looks good. He looks good, but. But I think back to uh, how old is he? I think it's in it may be in the uh, in the in the piece. But um, what, what, what how, uh, does it say? How old he is? He doesn't. Piece? But I'll look it up yeah. while you're talking. Well, anyway, this is over on the ScottAdamsShow.com website. Uh, Roger Do- Daltrey, the woke woke generation is creating a miserable world. You think? Yeah. You think? Oh, by the way, he's seven. He, he's seventy. Uh, Seven. He was born in not well. Am I doing my math right? He was born in 1944. That's 77. Yeah. I was told there'd yeah. be no math. Math. Yeah. Um, so you know, here it is in England too. There was this uh, election where it went Republican for the first time yeah. in like 50 years. Yeah. Um, the Republican movement is, you know, it's sort of like a boxing match, right? Mm-hmm. You had Brexit. Yeah. Then you had Trump. Then you had the big ripoff, right? All this election fraud. You had all these um, hoaxes. They did all the things that 
you know, they shouldn't have done. And I, I was just saying to you this morning, I said, if we ever get Trump on as an interview. Wouldn't that be great? I said, the questions that I would ask him would not be the questions that Maria Bartiroma is asking. I would be asking the question, what was the hiring process like? And why in the world did you hire Chris Ray, Gina Haspel, Dan Coates, and Bill Barr? Was- because those things did not work out well for America or your administration. Yeah. That would be my number one question. Just like I said, if I ever decided to have um, uh, you know, um, General Flynn on, I'd say, why did you allow yourself in the meeting alone with those FBI agents when you're, you yeah. know that you shouldn't have? Yeah. And when it all went south and you got yourself fired... Why did you hire Eric Holder's law firm, Covington and Burlington, yeah. right? Why did you do that? If you're the smartest guy right. in the room that knows where all the bodies are buried and the, the faces and the names of the of the deep state, yeah. and surely you knew that Strzok, Peter Strzok and, and Joseph Bianca yeah. Yeah. were not good players yeah. uh, advocating on right. your behalf, right? <clears throat> so I would ask those questions, but nobody ever seems to ask the right questions. No, they don't. And, uh, you know, we, we were asked to have him on. We said no. Yeah, we, you know, but, it was a scheduling thing, but I remember at the time you commented and said, yeah, not that. I don't like him that much anyway. You know, uh, yeah. we, you know who else we, we were asked to have on and she was a pain and we, she didn't want to be flexible was uh, Amorosa. And I also met her when she was in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. I met so many other people from the Trump campaign who were terrific, but she was a right. little bit. Right. Oh, weirdo. So, so uh, Roger Daltrey, he goes, the woke generation is creating a miserable... This is the who. The who. <laughs> yeah. See me, feel me, no, touch I me, mean, heal me. Yeah. What's going on today is is like even driving the hippies mad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hippies and the transvestites are coming to the Republican Party running yeah. away from wokeness, yeah. right? It's like, I've had enough wokeness. Time out. Um you know, and people are moving to Florida. I just hope they don't take their votes with them. You know, uh, I know many Democrats that are moving to Florida uh, that are friends of mine that aren't are not changing their vote. You know, yeah, we know. I, I hate I hate the fact that they're doing that. Getting back to Roger Daltrey for a quick yeah. minute, he talked about you know how it's terrible, it's miserable, it's a miserable world that's being created, and he said it's just getting harder to disseminate the truth. It's almost like now we should turn the whole thing off, go back to newsprint, go back to the word of mouth, and start and start to read books again. I agree, and you know that's exactly where I was going to go with that, and he yeah. be, he beat me to it. Um, I've been talking to you and people on the phone and. I really think that there's got to be a book on this. How to detach, how to go, there's been books about going off the grid. Of course. But, and and there's a reason why people like to go camping. I know you don't, but I I love camping. (laughs) I have all the camping gear known to man. And, uh, you know, all minimalist stuff, you know. Uh, You can pack them in your kayak and stuff like that. I mean, I love primitive camping. And I love um, wilderness camping, camping and stuff like that. Um, and living off the grid is appealing to me. You know, I love that concept. It'd be hard, though. You know, I mean, it definitely would be hard. But what I'm gonna, what I want to say is, is that 
I I believe you know like um, what do they call it again? Faraday bag, right? Yeah, a Faraday bag. Yeah, and a Faraday bag is this bag where you put your phone in it, and you won't get any calls. Right. But you also won't be able to be tracked in any way. You can leave your phone on and just boom. When you're traveling, just get off the grid. And there was this one article I read about how to, you know, when people ask you to like check the box, do you uh, like be careful about the cookies? There's options now where you can choose what the minimum amount of cookies that are required. And uh, don't be so giving of yourself in terms of the information that they're requesting. There's so much fine print, small print. Uh, there's so many tips and tools, and re- I would suggest researching this, to try to get as far removed from the system as you possibly can. Get off the grid, but while staying on the grid. Yes. Like you still need the, you know, you want the internet in your life, you want a cell phone. I grant you all that, and I give you all that, and I, I understand. But what I'm saying is, there's a happy medium, and I'm not even talking about medium. I'm saying, you know, where they're right now getting 100% of you. Yeah. Give them a third of you, you know, and take two thirds for yourself. And that means also using less credit, more cash, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and reading a book. Yeah. You know, I think a book is a good thing. No, I'm, and try I to do things time. more outdoors with your kids. Absolutely, you know, like just just do the things you did when you grew up. Well, people they were great for us. People many years ago didn't go to gyms and do all those things. They went out. They did. They did uh, group family activities. Absolutely, or they worked on farms. They, you know, yeah. they were always just physical. food for thought. But food for thought. If Roger Daltrey is suggesting it, it's got to be right. Right. Yeah, you know, because the who was always jamming. Totally. All right. All right. Anyway, hey, thank you all for listening to the Scott Adams Show. And uh, my name is Scott Adams. My name's Leonora Kubota. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there